This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. If your palms are sweaty, I don't know if I can save your life this time. It's probably because this weekend is loaded with intense new shows. I mean, it's terrifying. I'm Jared Hall from Entertainment Weekly, and here's what to watch this weekend, Friday, December 8th to Sunday, December 10th. We are counting down the weekend's top five must-see picks from TV and movies. But first, your entertainment headlines. Gwyneth Paltrow had a very different idea of what being a Marvel star would entail when she first signed on to play Pepper Potts in the original Iron Man film. The actress revealed that the 2008 superhero epic, also starring Robert Downey Jr., was originally pitched to her as an indie film, and she addressed just how much the franchise has changed over the years. During a recent conversation at the Red Sea Film Festival and reported by Rolling Stone, the actress said, quote, The first film we did was very different from the rest because the studio didn't think it was going to be a big hit. They hired John Favreau to direct, who was great. And they hired Robert Downey Jr., who was unhirable at the time. His career was at a very low point. Initially, Paltrow's interest in the project was piqued because its creative team wasn't focused on making a standard superhero film, ensuring her it was going to feel like, quote, doing an indie film and that they were going to have fun. The Oscar winner and Goop founder said the process did feel fun and spontaneous, a vibe she seemed to indicate had been lacking from the installments that followed. Paltrow would go on to play Pepper in two Iron Man sequels, as well as Avengers Infinity War, Avengers Endgame, and Spider-Man Homecoming. But despite being in them, she, quote, stopped watching them at some point, she told the crowd at the festival, confirming she has never seen Avengers Endgame. Two more Big Brother luminaries are making their way back into the house for the franchise's upcoming Big Brother Reindeer Games All-Stars miniseason. EW exclusively revealed on Thursday that Frankie Grande and Danielle Reyes will be competing for the $100,000 prize during the six-episode 10-day event that begins December 11th on CBS. And Andrea Faye Friedman, the actress who broke ground with her portrayal of Amanda Swanson in the hit TV drama Life Goes On, died on December 3rd at her home in Santa Monica, California. She was 53. Her father, Hal Friedman, confirmed the news to the New York Times on Thursday, revealing that she died from complications of Alzheimer's disease, which is common in people with Down syndrome over the age of 50. He also said she had been unable to speak for the past year due to the disease. Friedman made significant contributions to on-screen representation for people with Down syndrome. Her breakout role in Life Goes On came in 1992 when she played the girl friend and eventual wife of its main character, Charles Corky Thatcher, who also had Down syndrome. Friedman's other TV credits include episodes of Baywatch, Touched by an Angel, Chicago Hope, Seventh Heaven, and ER. She was also the subject of the 2009 documentary, A Possible Dream, The Andrea Friedman Story. The actress made her final on-screen appearance in the 2019 holiday drama, Carol of the Bells. For more on all of these stories, plus other news, reviews, interviews, and more, head on over to EW.com. Number five. 
We're paying tribute to the songs that have soundtracked our lives in this weekend's number five pick. A Grammy salute to 50 years of hip-hop. We'll celebrate a half century of hip-hop with generation-spanning performances from the biggest names, both past and present, and hosted by LL Cool J. Here's a little preview. Are you all ready to celebrate music that changed the whole world forever? We got what you want. Jazzy Jeff and Fresh Prince busting out with the brand new funk. We're celebrating 50 years of hip-hop. The goal was always to elevate and really celebrate the culture. But I just wanted to take a step back and just bring the, these artists to the forefront. Give them their moment to shine. Hip-hop is the celebration of, of the drum break. It's the celebration of dance, of freedom. It's basically the expression of joy. Mary, 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 I thank you for joy. Please move all the beats around my sister's like a toy. Look at Swiss over down the sound totally. Yes, let me take the position. Ladies first. Yes, yes. There's a lot of boys clubs out here. And hip-hop was one of them, until you heard the female's voice. We showed up, we stayed, we maintained, and we forged a, a new plateau for the next female MC coming. I feel like I was born in love with hip-hop. Hip-hop runs through my blood, my veins. Well, this show is loaded with icons, including DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince, Common, T.I., Queen Latifah, 2 Chains, Remy Ma, Diggable Planets, Arrested Development, and... Far more that we can list here right now. You will be able to see them all in the two-hour special, A Grammy Salute to 50 Years of Hip-Hop, which will air on Sunday at 8.30 on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus. What could be better holiday counter-programming than a film about the literal end of the world? If Hallmark Christmas movies aren't your cup of eggnog, maybe our number four pick, Leave the World Behind, will be. The film, which was adapted from Ruman Alam's novel of the same name, follows a family who rent a luxurious home for the weekend, away from the hustle and bustle of their Brooklyn lives. But their vacation is soon upended when two strangers, a mysterious father-daughter duo, arrive on their holiday home's doorstep in the night, bearing news of a mysterious nationwide cyber attack and widespread blackout, while seeking refuge in the home that they say is theirs. Here's a sneak peek at that fateful late-night meeting. I'm so sorry to bother you. Hello? Hi. I'm so sorry to bother you. In case you didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, can I help you? I know it's late. Uh, knock out the door way out here. Couldn't decide if you should knock at the front door or the side door, and this went on for some time. I thought we should try the side door because it has glass and you've seen us and known we're, we're just... Uh, you must be Amanda, uh, Amanda Sanford, right? You, you two know each other? No, we have not had the pleasure of meeting face to face. I'm, I'm G.H., G.H. Scott. George, he's George. That's how it reads in his email. Oh. <laughs> Forgive me, I forgot. See, this is why I much prefer life before the internet. Because we would have spoken on the phone, we'd have recognized my voice and known that this is our house. I'm sorry? Uh, this is our house. I'm the George you emailed back and forth with. No, I, I remember the name. I just... This is... This is your house. Mm. I'm sorry. You think we could come inside? 
Oh, yeah, hey, sure, yeah, come, come on in. Yeah, got cold out all of a sudden. Well, the apocalyptic thriller Leave the World Behind, which hails from Mr. Robot creator Sam Esmail, features a massively starry cast, including Julia Roberts, Ethan Hawke, Mahershala Ali, Kevin Bacon, and more. It is streaming now on Netflix. Our number three pick this weekend is the third and final of the Doctor Who 60th anniversary special episodes, this one titled The Giggle. But this latest adventure for everyone's favorite two-hearted alien is no laughing matter for fans. The show finds the beloved duo of David Tennant and Catherine Tate reunited as the Doctor and Donna for possibly the very last time while also featuring cast newbie Neil Patrick Harris as the villainous toy maker, a character who was originally introduced way back in 1966. Have a listen. Doctor, we meet again. The Time Lord and the toy maker. One final game. It's time. In addition... The Giggle will introduce Tenet's replacement on the show, Shuti Gatwa. The Barbie and sex education actor is set to star in his own first proper adventure with another special episode this Christmas, followed by a full season next year, which should put a smile on the faces of Whovians for some time to come. Meanwhile, Doctor Who The Giggle is available to stream Saturday at 1.30 p.m. on Disney+. It's trivia time. Tony Shalhoub won three Emmys for his work on Monk, but he almost didn't play that role. Another actor who coincidentally won three Emmys for his most famous show was reportedly selected for the part before Shalhoub. Who was it? Michael Richards, Paul Reiser, or Kelsey Grammer? Stick around for that answer, as well as our top two picks and soundbite of the week. What to Watch will be right back. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Welcome back to EW's What to Watch. It was a tense and strange week on The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, where Kyle's dinner party, that included dishes infused with THC, became contentious when Sutton, poor timing and all, tried to get Kyle to reveal things about her marriage in front of a large group of women. And later, Kyle tried calling Sutton out on the poor timing of such a personal conversation, noting that she has never spoken about some of Sutton's own issues, including one involving her food consumption and a condition that sometimes makes it difficult for her to eat and swallow food. Well, Kyle discussed it later with new friend of the housewives, Anne-Marie Wiley, after a friendly game of pickleball. It and Kyle's discovery about human anatomy is our soundbite of the week. Sutton says she has this thing wrong with her small esophagus. You know I'm in healthcare, that's why I'm like wondering what it is. Well, can you live without eating? 
No, of course you can't. Then she said last night, she goes, you know I have a small esophagus. And I you know that. that I have an esophagus. You know that I do. I know you told me that. I know I don't know. But small esophagus, like, does it hurt when she eats? Does she get, like, acid reflux when she eats? Does she have, like, like a sphincter issue or something? <laughs> no, I'm serious. Like, does she have, like, an esophageal sphincter issue or something? Or, like, know, a, a stricture or something? Like, this is what I do anesthesia. This is what I do. It's like, I'm gonna have to ask her this. I am a nurse anesthetist. When we put someone to sleep for surgery, we put a tube down their throat. So I know airway anatomy. This is my jam. I don't know. I don't remember the word sphincter. <laughs> Kyle, get your head out of the gutter! I thought your sphincter was in your butt. I know, there's like sphincters in many parts of your body. I didn't know that. No, there's an esophageal sphincter. The Defective Detective is back. And our number two pick this weekend, Adrian Monk returns in the new Peacock original movie, Mr. Monk's Last Case, which finds the OCD investigator back in action when his late wife's daughter, Molly, loses her fiance in a suspicious accident. But the man behind Monk, Emmy winner Tony Shalhoub, was also presented with his own mystery to solve, how to reacclimate himself to a character he said goodbye to after eight seasons Back in 2009. Have a listen. I have to say, it it, I, it was easier than I anticipated. Um, the first day was a little daunting. You know, how do we, how do I physically get back into this? Where's, what's the voice? It's been so many years. Um, but God, I have to say that by the end of the first day, we were, we just fell right back into it. You know, having all the ensemble back together with such uh, commitment and such enthusiasm and, and uh, everyone sort of bringing their best A game. Um, it, it really we really clicked in pretty quickly, I would say. Well, the original Monk series ran from 2002 to 2009 on USA, with its unique blend of its case-of-the-week formatting and a central character struggling with mental illness. Naturally, that meant balancing heavier themes with the show's comedic heart. But Mr. Monk's last case goes darker than ever before, finding Monk in a state of severe regression after the trauma of the COVID-19 pandemic. We want to go dark, but we don't want the darkness to undercut the comedy we need in there. We've always done a balancing act. We've always walked the tightrope. This was a higher rope and it's a lot thinner and there's uh, a volcano beneath us. So um, it's a little, yeah, the stakes just got higher, but we committed to it and uh, hope I hope it worked. Well, Mr. Monk's last case or is it, is available to stream now on Peacock. Get out your nicest hand sanitizer for the occasion. As of this recording, Barbie is still the number one box office movie of 2023. Well, listeners, if you enjoy movies about artificially created women going on a journey of self-discovery through a kaleidoscopic world of colorful characters, we've got good news for you. Yorgos Lanthimos's 
Poor Things, our number one pick, is in theaters this weekend. And it is one of EW's favorites from 2023. Be sure to check it out on our full Best Movies of the Year list at EW.com. In Poor Things, Emma Stone stars as Bella Baxter, a unique woman created from the combination of a grown woman's dead body and an infant's brain. Though she starts out as the experiment of Dr. Godwin Baxter, played by Willem Dafoe, Bella soon starts charting her own path through the world in search of independence, putting her far ahead of the Victorian era in which she lives. After working with Lanthimos on The Favorite, Stone is also a producer on Poor Things. Here is Lanthimos speaking with EW's Christian Holub on the latest episode of our Awardist podcast. Emma is a very, apart from being a great actress, is a very, you know, unique presence uh, overall. Uh, and as soon as I mentioned the story to her, she was immediately excited and just wanted to know everything about the world and, you know, read the script and uh, started discussing, you know, who else was going to work on it, how we're mm-hmm. going to film it, like other actors you know she she just became very fascinated with every aspect of the film so that's also how she ended up being a producer on the film because she was on board so early on uh, and involved in every aspect of it that you know it was inevitable that you know she she took that role on as well well, in addition to Stone and Defoe, Poor Things cast is stacked with heavy hitters, including Mark Ruffalo, alongside up-and-comers, including Rami Youssef and Gerard Carmichael. But just as impressive are the detailed, colorful sets that Bella travels through in her journeys. Here, for example, is production designer Shauna Heath on how the Poor Things team made their own version of Lisbon. So it needed to be quite extreme, and it sort of ended up being somewhere between sort of Wizard of Oz vibes, Mm -hmm. kind of like the... um, But also we looked at a a French futurist Mm. from the 1900s, Alberto Robida, and he did drawings, uh, visions of the future from the Victorian era. So they, looking back on them, they look Victorian, but Uh actually they were visions of the future. So we looked to him and he had there's this one drawing that if you if you saw this drawing you you'd see where lisbon came from these sort of pastel colors but sort of minus the blue that you associate with all the tiles that are normally in lisbon but mm. um yeah it's this sort of flight of fancy and her looking through rainbow glasses it was um of a, a condensed version of lisbon trust me when i say do not miss your chance to see this unique film in theaters right now. Once you do, you can find more interviews and breakdowns of Poor Things on EW.com. Trivia. And finally this weekend, the answer to our trivia question. Which Emmy-winning actor reportedly got offered the role of Monk before Tony Shalhoub took the iconic role? Was it Michael Richards, Paul Reiser, or Kelsey Grammer? Well, in another universe, maybe these actors completely switched roles because Tony Shalhoub auditioned for the part of Kramer on Seinfeld and Richards almost took the role of Adrian Monk in Monk. Both actors wound up winning three Emmys for their performances on their respective shows. 
And that, folks, is it for our show this weekend. We will have more news and must-see picks for you on Monday, so be sure to follow or subscribe to What to Watch so you don't miss our daily recommendations, more of which can be found at EW.com. I'm executive editor Jared Hall. You can find us on X, formerly known as Twitter, at EW and at Jared Hall. Thanks so much for listening and have a great weekend. This episode of What to Watch was written by Dustin Nelson, Clark Collis, Maureen Lee Linker, Christian Holub, Lauren Huff, and EW staff. Edited by Sammy Junio and hosted and produced by Jared Hall. What to Watch.